Chapter 15 of Baltimore Hats. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by J.D. Gavin. Baltimore Hats by William T. Brigham. Chapter 15 History of the Mackinaw Hat. Result of the remarkable popularity of the Mackinaw straw hat was that Baltimore came rapidly forward as a straw goods manufacturing place, becoming important as a center in that particular branch of business. Therefore, a history of the article which contributed so largely to the development of this industry is likely to prove both interesting and instructive. Mackinaw, as the trade term or name, does not, as might be supposed, indicate the region from whence the article comes, but undoubtedly received its christening from some one of the few retailers who early used these goods, in order to create a distinction from a similar but much inferior article, then termed the Canada hat. While both the Mackinaw and the Canada are made of wheat straw, the difference between the two, as the product of one country and of nearly the same latitude, is a great surprise. The wheat of the eastern part of Canada produces a straw dark in color, harsh in texture, and of little use for making a hat, while that grown in the western part of the same country is clear and white in color, possessing a brilliant enamel which imparts the beauty that rendered the Mackinaw so famous as an article of fashion. The Mackinaw must be considered a local rather than a national production, coming as it does from a region comprised within a small radius around the city of Detroit, part of which is Canadian territory, and part within the borders of the United States. For while considerable straw from which the plate is made is raised and plated within the limits of the state of Michigan, by far the largest proportion, as also the best quality, is the product of the Canadian territory nature seems to provide it a small community with unusual advantages for within a limited territory has been produced all the large quantity of straw plate required to supply the popular demand that for many years existed for mackinaw hats and all efforts elsewhere to produce material combining the peculiarities of this straw from which these hats were made invariably failed the claim of the Mackinaw to antiquity and long use is perhaps as strong as that of other plates with which the trade has become familiar for no doubt the natives of the country made use of these hats as head coverings long before they became an article of trade the Mackinaw was for many years after its first introduction sold under the designation of the canada hat the name given to a similar but comparatively degraded article produced in lower or eastern canada and the title Mackinaw was first applied by the late Mr. Charles Oakford of Philadelphia, or by Mr. R. Q. Taylor of Baltimore, each of whom were among the first to make it a fashionable hat. The makers of these goods are wholly the poor, ignorant half-breeds, who spring from the Canadian French and the Indian. Finding that hats, as well as the skins of animals they had trapped, could be traded for, the family talent was brought into use to produce something that might contribute to their meagre subsistence so during the winter season while the men hunted the muskrat indian women and children plaited straw and made hats which on the opening of spring were carried with the skins obtained by the hunters to the towns where they were exchanged for food drink clothing and ammunition to the advantages of soil and climate is attributed that purity of color brilliancy of enamel toughness of fiber and elasticity of texture which are recommendations of the mackinaw added to these natural qualities was the advantage of a peculiar treatment given to the straw by the natives who employed a whitening or bleaching process without the use of chemicals giving increased beauty to the article during the prosperity of mackinaw straw plating a prominent character among the half-breeds was one madame lousseau 
a sturdy aged matron with twelve hardy daughters who inheriting their mother's prolific nature were in turn each the proprietress of a family of a dozen boys and girls they all appeared to inherit the old lady's natural ability and wonderful expertness and surpassed all competitors in the plating of the straw the choicest products in braid and hats came from the lousseau family in eighteen thirty four and for many years after these goods were sold and used only as ordinary harvest hats it now seems surprising that an article possessing such attractive merits should have occupied a secondary position and been so long in establishing the reputation it finally secured the first person as far as discovered who used this article for retail purposes as a genteel and fashionable hat was henry griswold in the year eighteen forty five who did business in the then little and obscure town of racine wisconsin the raciners must have been people of an appreciative and refined taste as it appears that mr griswold sold the hat for several seasons to his own advantage prior to eighteen forty six these goods were sold in new york by leland mellon and company at that time the largest wholesale hat firm in the country mr mellon retired from business in eighteen fifty one in the reply to a personal inquiry of the writer in the year eighteen seventy four mr mellon wrote from farmingham massachusetts as follows the canada straw hat from the region of detroit was sold by our firm as early as eighteen forty five after being blocked and trimmed they were sold as an ordinary staple hat we sold a few to john h jennon w h beeb and company and charles knox then the leading retail hatters of broadway i think however they were sold by them only as a fishing or harvest hat we continued to receive these goods from detroit for several seasons until an article from lower canada of inferior quality and less price made its appearance and stopped the sale as far as we were concerned the exact date of the appearance of the mackinaw in philadelphia cannot be accurately determined but it must have been as early as eighteen forty seven messrs beebe coster and company a prominent retail firm in philadelphia in eighteen forty nine sold the tapering crown wide brim canada straw hat from about eighteen fifty five to eighteen sixty the mackinaw became so very popular in the quaker city that it was recognized as a leading article the prominent retailers then using it were charles oakford w f warburton lewis blaylock and Sullender and Pascal. Each of these firms themselves finished the straw hats, taking them as they were sewed by the natives, which was with a tapered crown and wide brim, making little pretense to any variety in style or proportion. Messrs. Sullender and Pascal made an advanced step and undertook one season to sell the Mackinaw to the exclusion of all other straw hats, preparing them in various shapes and for the first time adapting them to the requirements and tastes of a knobby trade in eighteen forty seven william ketchum of buffalo e b wicks of syracuse and john haywood and sons of rochester sold these hats in eighteen forty eight l benedict and company prominent retailers of cleveland handled the goods this firm was followed next season by messrs arne and dockstadter then a very prominent concern in the same place in eighteen forty nine they were sold in sandusky by c c keach the Mackinaw during these periods must have been introduced and sold in other places, but it had not secured its recognition as an article worthy of being placed on a level with foreign productions, which were then considered the desirable and suitable straw hat for genteel wear. It was probably not until after the year 1855 that the article received its title of Mackinaw, and not until then did it secure its well-merited, dignified position. By far the largest retailer of the Mackinaw hat in this country, and the one to whom belongs the greatest credit in popularizing it, is Mr. R. Q. Taylor of Baltimore. 
he introduced the hat to his customers as far back as 1850, and for 30 consecutive seasons sold it without any apparent diminution of popularity. For many years, Mr. Taylor sold the Mackinac to the exclusion of all other hats. At one time, so identified did the Mackinac become with the people of this city, that it was said a Baltimorean might be recognized anywhere by the straw hat he wore. Mr. Taylor asserts that in the years 1872 and 1873, he retailed from his own counter in the two seasons upwards of 9,000 hats. The reputation of the Mackinac has been admirably sustained by Mr. Taylor, whose firm is still engaged in the manufacture with a constant demand for them. Probably no other straw hat ever introduced to the American people can show such a continued and extended sale. In 1868, Messrs. W. M. R. Cole & Company, predecessors of the present firm of Brigham Hopkins and Company, commenced to produce these goods for the general trade, and it is to their efforts that much of the widespread popularity of the Mackinac is due. They first tried these hats with their own local trade, and finding them eminently successful, ventured to offer them in New York, meeting with much encouragement. From a small commencement, their trade in these goods continued to increase until a large and well-established business was secured, continuing to grow in volume and extent and becoming the precursor of the industry that places Baltimore in a leading position as a manufacturing place for straw goods. End of chapter 15 Recorded by J.D. Gavin